0: Welcome back to The Soup of Wall Street. This is the, the debut or the return. kind of depends on which side of the coin you're on. If you're looking for the old episodes, you can't find them. Sorry. They're probably in your email inbox, though, from like 2019. If you've been here before, there is a new face. This is Broderick welcome my friend
1: hello it's it's nice to be here and if you can't i am a new face and if you're if you're just listening to the audio i guess it's just the new voice
0: uh how did you get here
1: by the way well i met you on the beach <laughs> in la that is true and you talked to me about this podcast you had it sounded really interesting and then i tried to look it up and i couldn't find it anywhere it's also true and the more we talked about it the more i got excited about it and i was like soup when are you going to start doing this again? You're like, I don't know. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. We'll just see. And I'm like, we have to do this. You're like, what do you mean we? And I'm like, this sounds like fun. I want to talk to you about this. And here we are. Yes. Now we're talking about it.
0: That's been my excuse for two years. I just need somebody to kick me in the ass a little bit, I guess. So yeah. if if nothing else, I guess that's what you've the done. The ass has been kicked. And now we're here. Yes. We're Now we're doing it. Yes. So like any good villain or superhero, depending on which one of us is which. Um, I thought it might be appropriate to reshare for those of you who are just joining us, at least my origin story. We'll see what Broderick has to say because this isn't the first rodeo. It kind of is. It is at least here. How about that? We'll give you that. This is the first time I've put a camera on it. Uh, Before it was just me hiding in my closet with the microphone. Talking to my microphone with no script until I had nothing else to say.
1: For the folks who can't find any of the old recordings, what's the point in the show? Why does it exist? What are we going to talk about?
0: Yeah, Um, that is a very good question. That's the thing I used to struggle (laughs) with. Why am I here? What am I doing? this? And then one day I woke up and I said, I don't really know. I quit. I quit. (laughs) Ha ha. (laughs) No, if if I can do nothing else, if nothing else, I'm going to do this podcast so I can answer all the questions so that I stop getting phone calls and emails all day every day. That's it. Save my time. Give me. And no, I'm just kidding. I, I think, you know, he, here's the thing. You, you have a job, right? I, I do have a job. Um, I have a job and um, I like what we do. I like what I do. And it's fun. It's great. And we get to help a lot of people. Um, but just the reality is there is there's a certain limit. Like I, I, I can't do more than 168 hours in a week and I'm sleeping for some of that. And, um, you know, I, I just feel like we're kind of getting to this point where there's so many people we want to be able to help give, give just some context to the, to the universe of finance, personal finance. Um, and you know, if nothing else, I, I I hope maybe that this is going to give a platform to be able to share some ideas, share some insights, give some advice, maybe tell some stories. Um, if nothing else, it'll be interesting. I think. You, how about usually interesting? That's my tagline. Usually interesting. Usually
1: interesting. I okay. Honestly, that is, that is going to be the that's tagline. What, no, now. That's what I'm it says even... on my we,
0: like my old website. And when it was soupofwallstreet.com. Yeah. you would go to, website, go to my website. You go to my website soupofwallstreet There there was a Google like form. You would you would put your email in, and that's how you got my email every week. So for if mm. you've listened to this the first time, you probably signed up there because that's how you got it. But um, the tagline said every Monday morning, usually interesting. That's all it said. Well, speaking of things that are usually interesting, when I first met you, mm-hmm. you shook my
1: hand and said your name was William. Oh. And then very soon, like yes. we crossed the threshold and became friends. And you're like, OK, you can't call me William anymore. Yeah. I was like, what does that mean? You're like, well, everyone calls me. Soup. OK, so
0: so I have to everyone who knows actually knows me. I, I must make <laughs> I must justify this. There's very few people who have crossed the threshold from my alter ego and, and depends on which side you're on, which one's my alter ego. You made it from the William to the soup. Woo. that's a that's a very that's a very uh uh rare transition for most people there are mountains there, there yeah are mountains um valleys here's the here's the, here like here's kind of what happened in it well i guess i'll just tell you what happened um i got this nickname soup when I was in fourth grade it's it's a dumb story but um like it, it was to the point where my teacher gave me this nickname soup I didn't ask for it, which is, I guess, how any real nickname is supposed to start. And by the time I got to fifth grade, my next teacher already knew that my name was Soup. And by the time your fifth grade teacher is calling you Soup, after your fourth grade teacher gave you the nickname, you're kind of done for life. And so um, I like graduated high school and they said Soup as I walked across the stage. Um, I would, you know, write Soup on my, my, uh, tests that I turned in in high school and in call like all my professors called me soup it it just became like my name which is I guess kind of normal but also not um to the point where most people I knew after about I would say age 15 and beyond most people I knew didn't know my real name they only knew me as soup which is great that's fine it's whatever it's like the first job I got um which is what I thought I was going to do for the rest of my life I after I got my English Degree. I went to New York and I was like, I'm going to be a poet and I'm going to be a barista. And I thought that was like the rest of my life. And I I got to this job interview in New York city. It's like seven years ago. And I sat down with the owner of the coffee shop said, Hey, my name's soup. He gave me a job in about 12 minutes. And then he like came back to me three months later after I'd been working there. He's like, you know, I always thought your name really was soup. I saw it was William on the payroll. He, like, never thought to ask. He said, like, I thought it was an ethnic thing. That's actually what he said to me. <laughs> yeah. He was Australian, wow. so he could shoot me straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I went, I went from, like, 14 to, like, yeah, I was about 22 when I got that job, where it was exclusively, 100% of the time, the only thing anybody ever knew me by. Mm. And then um, what happened was I thought I was going to be a poet, and earned my minimum wage coffee barista job. Um, and then I ran out of money. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever been there, but I ran mm-hmm. out of money. So I had to make some life decisions. I had to make some career decisions. And so I moved back to Texas and I called my dad. I was like, I need a job. And he gave me a job and I spent three months shredding paper in his office, quite literally. Um, there was like a closet full of of like the big file container things and I had to go through each of the files by hand and there was like two or three things I was looking for that I actually needed to put to the side and scan because they were converting from paper to like you know a a cloud document management system thing Mm -hmm. I had to go through like this whole room of paper and I ended up pulling out maybe five percent of the actual paper so I had to read all this paper 95 percent of it I shredded five percent of it actually scanned and saved and that was my job for three months. And then I kind of like, I was like, oh, I'll be done with this project. Once I'm done with this project, i will go do something else. Um, and the problem was when I got there, he was like, well, your name's William. So this is what you're going to tell everybody, which is fine. Like that is my name. I mean, I, I, it's like the reality is like you get to that position. You're like working in an office and like it's just way too much work. To be like, my name is Soup, and here's why. Like, I just didn't I didn't even have the energy. I didn't really care. I thought I was gonna be gone in three months. I legit Mm -hmm. thought I was gonna be gone in three months. There will there will be no more paper to shred. Yeah. I got fired twice and I kept getting rehired and now I can't leave. And so it's like it's too much work for me to undo like my my alternate personality. And so now I just have this like faction of people in my life who call me William and this faction of people who call me Soup and they don't ever need to meet. It doesn't matter. It's fine. I can be two people at once. Um, And I guess that's how I got here. What were we talking about? How you got here? Oh. You know, (laughs) what's funny is. You did it. I did it. I came full circle. Mm -hmm. What's funny is my dad used to meet with like clients. This is before I worked there. We still do work together, by the way. We He used to meet with clients and he legitimately t- would tell them, they'd be like, so what are your kids doing? And he would say, yeah, so uh, William, um, you know, he's in college or, you know, he just got his first job and I don't know what he's going to do, but, he, you know, he could be really successful or he could live under a bridge and I'm sure he'd be totally happy. He would say that with a straight face to people. He thought I was going to live under a bridge and be fine. And um, I think you have way too high. I still I that. still could. I- What's that?
1: I don't know. You've got some really high taste, especially in clothing. I don't know if It'd you can It'd be a very fancy bridge. Be in a very exclusive neighborhood. Yeah.
0: The right kind of bridge. I see. Of course. See. Okay. So um yeah, I got a job and try to get fired. Still here. That's all. That's all I got. How about you? You've done podcasts before, right? Yeah, I've done
1: podcasts and little. you know, there's a lot of podcasts out there. Most of them are garbage. And mm-hmm. I got into media when I was 15. I remember seeing so many stories growing up. And my mom a professor, PhD, taught econ, teaching me like, okay, this is what is being pitched on Fox News, CNBC, mm-hmm. whatever. This is what's going on with Wall Street. Here's the actual story here. And the actual story lies in the numbers. Yeah. And I always thought it was really interesting, but the media wasn't... I don't want to say like they're parsing together false narratives, but there wasn't a lot of education going on around like there. It was more again, and this isn't shocking to anyone, but it was more about the headline and the story than about what's actually going on behind the scenes. And when you see the values, different stocks, bonds, whatever, why, why, why are things the way they are? And when we had this conversation, soup of wall street, you have opinions, you have thoughts. And it was exactly that. And so just having those conversations, I was learning out of it. I thought it was valuable and I enjoyed our conversations. So like, well, I still like media. That's fun. I have a camera and a microphone. He has a camera and a microphone. We're going to keep talking. Could we, if we're going to do this over coffee, could we just start recording these conversations?
0: Are you saying the media doesn't tell you the truth?
1: Not entirely. And I'm like, you know what? Oh, my. I'm just going to like have these conversations, ask questions, learn more, and we'll see
0: where it goes. And maybe more people will join us and talk to us about it. But And that's what I feel like. So, I mean, and you know this, and some people actually listening to this know this. I used to have this world famous, world famous. I used to have this email newsletter where I tried to tell the real story. And it started, started in COVID, actually. You know, it's funny how like people like it started in COVID, but like really it started like two months before COVID and you didn't really know COVID was going to happen. And then all of a sudden it was like right time, right place. Doomsday. Like this was a shitty business. And then the world ended and now Clorox stock doubled. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's how I felt. So I did this, this newsletter. I, I, okay. So like I was an English major and I used to like think that I wanted to be a writer. And maybe there's like this piece of me that still does, um, and I I was like, oh, let me let me like write so people can read it, and I was like, well, I'll just send an email, and you know, there's going to be basically no, I don't, ha- I'm not going to have an edge. I just want to like write my thoughts, and people will subscribe. And so um, this started in January of 2020. I put together this like li- Google sheet, literally, um, collecting people's email addresses for my email, the Soup of the Day, um, and I would send it every Monday. And I would like, I, I mean, it was to the point where I was like cornering people. I would go to these house parties and I would just start cornering people It'd be like, sign up for my email. So I just started collecting all these people's emails and they couldn't unsubscribe except every once in a while I would get this like response and be like, stop. <laughs> so I would delete them, whatever, <laughs> but I started doing this and it kind of just, it, it got to the point where I, like there was people signing up that I didn't know. That's kind of how I go. Hold on a second. Um, so I was doing this email every Monday and it was just like, I don't know, this is what the market did. This is what I think is weird. This is COVID. Ah. Um, and I felt like I, I was getting a reasonable enough engagement where I felt like, okay, let me like l- take this to the next step. I'm going to do a podcast. And I did the podcast. Well, this is the podcast. So I haven't done this podcast in two years because I did it for, I did the, let's see, email started in January of 20. And then it ended in December of 21. I did the email every Monday for two years. Hmm. Um, I did this podcast every week. For the last six months of that so that was you know july to december of 21 and then i woke up in january in 2022 and i was like i don't really feel like it and i just cold turkey it like just stopped what and then i it? met broderick on a beach and he was like you need to do this and he like kicked me in the ass, <laughs> ass and so it's the um, worst time to meet me on a beach that's I'm where happy
1: inspired to do things i'm like i'm just like life is good i'm getting vitamin d i'm mm-hmm. the worst time to meet me is february in chicago i'll want to do nothing stay inside not inspired it's cold it's windy but august september in huntington beach like yeah let's take on the world (laughs) right place right time you met me if if you wanted to if you didn't want to do this podcast you met me Mm -hmm. in the wrong spot that's all that's all i can say it's actually funny because like we've been doing this podcast for about full transparency friends we've been doing this I don't know. Probably like two months now, two and yeah, half months now. of Recording almost three, yeah. And the reality for us was, okay, it sounds good, but is it actually good? And I think most of them were fine, but we mm-hmm. we kind of clicked. We 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 found our groove. We'll put it that way. And so when you listen to this and you're like, these guys are terrible, please know this is actually the best we could come up with. Like, so like just know it was <laughs> worse all I got. Audience. Yeah, Sorry. This is a, Like this is the best we have. So if you hate it from here on out, well, it's usually... Then you don't enough. have to
0: listen, and I don't give a shit, <laughs> sure, okay? If you hate it, yeah, you can tell me. Sticks and stones may whatever. break
1: my bones, but your words will hurt forever, audience. I just invited everyone to write mean things in the comments. I don't care.
0: I don't care. You can say whatever you want.
1: I remember when I first started making stuff and putting mm-hmm. it on YouTube... And I was again like fourteen, mm-hmm. and I was so excited. And I'm like, I wonder what people are gonna say I when you log on. And someone's like, "This is horrible," and I hope God takes you off this earth. I and can I like, like
0: picture all the people in my mind who like are listening to this, and then they're just like, "You are so stupid."
1: I remember, I remember being fourteen, and I was like, "What do I do with this?" And yeah. then after like a year of making YouTube, I just you, there, it was just that that whole thing of getting those at bats. You didn't really care. Yeah, you did something because you love it not because of mm-hmm. whatever, I mean, there's going to be people that like it, people that don't like it, but at first, especially the people who don't like it are so much louder. But I know. There's well, a, now you hear them
0: better. You just hear them better. Yeah. <laughs> I well, don't know. Also,
1: yeah, but also like there's something to, especially early on, and it's a something I learned where, okay, those people who are giving you that horrible feedback out the gate, like chew on it, 90% of it is BS, mm-hmm. but 10% of it is that truth that your friends won't tell you? They'll just say, "Oh yeah, that yeah. was great." Yeah, and so that was a huge lesson at fourteen, fifteen, that I was able to like use. Okay, there's something here that we can use to get better.
0: Um, yeah, I feel like the comedian, like like the big time comedian, who just goes back to the the little club and they like they're checking their notes and then they read their joke and then they wait and then they take more notes and they read their next joke and they're always just getting better. Yeah. And they don't care what people say. I mean, that's what, you, at the end of the day, I think that's what you kind of actually have to do if you want to be good at something. Because here's the reality most people aren't good at anything. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> so, like, who cares what people think? So, what uh, can people
1: expect out of this first season yeah. from us
0: besides it being usually good? I think it'll happen every other week. Well, now that I said it, it has to. You're uh, welcome. Now
1: you've put it out there. It's into the ethos. It's less work. There's honestly. expectations and accountability.
0: Expect once you put it out there, you have to say it. If you're more, if you say, you're Mm -hmm. more likely to do it. Well, a lot of you guys read the news. Um, I I read some of the news. I know Broderick reads some of the news. And so, what I hope we're going to be able to do, maybe, is look at it, tell you what's real, or at least what we think is real, and give you another level of maybe a level of transparency that otherwise is hard to find. Um, You know, I think I think we'll we'll answer some questions. We'll try and answer questions. Um, certainly questions that I see a lot in our work, right? I'm an advisor. Um, we get, that's our jobs to give advice. We get questions all the time. And usually they're the same questions over and over and over. And I learned somewhere that if multiple people ask you the same question, it means other people are thinking it. So we'll try and answer some questions that people ask. We'll try and answer some questions that people don't ask which I think sometimes is just as interesting. Um, We'll try to be nice. We'll try to be interesting. Um, You know, we'll have some people come on. I think some people that, that um, some people might recognize some interesting folks who have something interesting to say, and, you know, we'll just kind of let it ride and go wherever it goes. I will have a real, like I'm in my house right now. I will have a real like studio, a podcast room. It's going to be cool. We're almost done with it. Um. But I don't know. I've never done a real podcast. I mean, I did a fake Mm. podcast. Now I got to do a real one, so I got to be accountable. Yeah. And I'm I'm
1: here. What do you expect? To make sure. Well, I'm expecting for me, at bare minimum, (laughs) I thought about this. Anytime I do a podcast, Uh I always ask, like, am I going to get anything out of this as far as enjoyment or education? And I'm like, well, both of those things. I'm very confident are going to happen. Even if no one else listens to this show on the face of the earth, I'm like, I'm going to come out of this a bit more informed. I, I know I'm going to laugh a few times. Part of the problem with me is I think I'm hilarious. Mm. And like my wife tells me that all the time. Like I was born to be a dad because I'm the first one to crack a joke and the first one to laugh at it. So at bare minimum, I know I'm going to laugh at something regardless of who says it. Yeah, And also meeting people and i'm really excited because i know that without spoiling too much there's some really cool business owners entrepreneurs and thought leaders who we've already talked to on the phone who want to come on and i'm so excited to have those individuals on just to hear their stories how they got big why they do what they do what they got like how wall street inspired some of the decisions they made it's just Mm going to be awesome and how it can like we can see things in the news that seem like especially when the, the media comes out and says okay everything's right. changed forever i remember i went to a meeting once and someone it was like right before covid and there was some event and there was someone i was talking to who showed me this article he's like you're not you didn't read investment news this morning and i was oh like "Oh my gosh. no and i he's <sighs> like well clearly you're not informed and mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, that's a great way to start a conversation because, well, obviously you knew I wasn't informed because I told you I didn't read the news this morning. But anyway, he's like, everyone's going to remember this day for the next 50 years. Our lives have all been changed forever. And then you know I what? Know. The next day happened. Nothing changed.
0: And he kept going. I think, and everybody and forgot about going. that
1: article the next week. And I was just <laughs> like, I wish I was on a podcast to talk about this. And Well, we're going to have a lot of those conversations this upcoming season, soup, Thanks for saying yes and doing this. And hey, listener, thanks we're for back. joining us. Yeah. Yes. We're back. He's back. I'm here. We're <laughs> doing this thing. thing.
0: The good news is it doesn't matter what we think. So, have fun if you guys want to listen, whatever. Broderick, you can yeah. get me out of here.
1: This is it. This is the show. This is the soup of Wall Street. He soup I'm Broderick. Look, we've got pages. We've got YouTube pages. We've got a website. There's links. You know what to do. You don't, you don't need me to tell you what to do. You know what it is. You know the deal. We're going to be back in a couple of weeks for another episode of The Soup of Wall Street. We're going to talk about something in the news, and you'll, you'll get our thoughts. Maybe we're right. Maybe we're wrong. Message us. You know, there's there's forms for that, too. So email us. Go to the website. We want to hear from you. What do you want us to talk about? Write it in. Otherwise, we'll see you in a couple of weeks for another episode of The Soup of Wall Street.
0: See you then.